Welcome to Wildflow, the podcast with me, your host, Charlotte Ponto. I'm a wild feminine cycle coach here for the awakened woman who is ready to reclaim her body, menstrual cycle and feminine power and to live, love and lead in flow with nature's wisdom. In this podcast, I'll share how you can live in sync with your menstrual cycle and life seasons, heal your relationship with your womb and rites of passages, and embody your wild feminine as a multi-passionate woman in life, mothering, and business. It's your time to flourish as a cyclical being in this modern world. Are you ready? Let's flow. Hey lovely, welcome. How are you? It's so good to have you here with us on Wild Flow. This is our second episode and today I want to set the scene a bit more and explain what I mean by cyclical living and menstrual cycle awareness. So what is it? You might be familiar with this concept, you might be a beginner, you might be completely brand new to it. And also I want to explain here what it means to me Because as with everything in life, it might mean something slightly different to you than it does to me. So I'm going to uh, give an introduction and overview here to cyclical living and cycle awareness. So cyclical living is at the heart of what I teach and how I live. It's the observation that all of life occurs in cycles, in a rhythm, in a revolving pattern that is on the whole fairly stable and predictable. And then it's the practice of following those patterns and living in alignment with them. So by contrast, linear would be the opposite, a straight line where it's the same, it doesn't deviate. Cyclical awareness and cyclical living really honours the fact that there is change, but within that there is a pattern and it's predictable. So nature is cyclical. The seasons of the year are highly predictable. So we know that we always have winter followed by spring followed by summer, followed by autumn. We know when they happen, depending on which hemisphere we live in. We know what they are like. The weather sure can be a bit unpredictable, but generally we know how the temperature rises and falls, how the lightness grows and then the darkness grows. We we know generally what our experience of these seasons is like. And we know that it does differ depending on where we live. And that's all part of it. So the sun has a cycle. The sun has a daily 24-hour cycle. We know that it comes up in the morning, it peaks at midday, and it drops, and we have sunsets. And then about 12 hours or later, um, or so later, it rises again. And we know that across the year, the day gets longer and shorter as we move between the solstices as our position in relation to the sun changes, and again, it's a it's a predictable rhythm, a pattern that we know and we can predict, predict and we can map out. We also know that the moon has its own 28-day cycle. We know that the moon goes from dark, it grows into a crescent to first quarter, it's a waxing gibbous, it's full moon, and then it goes in reverse, it gets darker again until we get back past third quarter moon, back to dark moon. And we know that that's a predictable rhythmic pattern. Takes 28 days, 29 days for that pattern to, to complete. And it goes around and around and around. These patterns, these cycles, they ground us in our everyday. From what time we rise, we eat, go to work, we come home and we go to bed, to the time of the year that we have school holidays, summer holidays, 
and our festivities. Our walk work often falls into cycles as well. We grow and eat seasonal veg. It's been an ancient practice to eat what's fresh, to plant seeds, and then to harvest, knowing that we're consuming the freshest vegetable with the highest mineral content, nutrient content, at any given time. Of course, nowadays we've got the technology to override that so that we can get food imported or grown under artificial conditions, even in the middle of winter. And that is just one of the biggest disruptors to cyclical livings in all of its forms. We know when the moon is dark and full, if we pay attention. We know the time of the year when it's light and dark, hot and cold. So following these cycles is an essential part. It's the absolute foundation of cyclical living. It's being aware of the cycles around us and it's observing them. And this old practice has been eroded, like I was saying, and it takes conscious effort to choose to honour this rather than take the easy option, um, perhaps the um, convenient option to override it. And as I like to say, just because we can doesn't mean we should. So living a cyclical life inherently means, like I say, to deeply honour and revere the seasons of life and of the natural world and to work with what they offer us at any given stage. What cyclical living is not is the capitalist nine to five structure, like the workplace that exists to deny us our cyclical natures for men as well as for women. So nine to five structures strip us of really our humanity, which is that we are liable to flux and change and adapt to our surroundings and that we have our own inherent rhythms. Workplaces run on the nine till five clock and then some, in many cases, to squeeze out the maximum level of productivity from us. And they expect us to show up at the same time every single day and be just as ready and raring to go and on as we were the day before. But as humans, we're just not really built that way. Ancient cultures knew it. And that's why they lived by the moon. All the old calendars are based on the lunar cycle. And that says that there are 13 moons per year, 13 new moons, and not actually 12 months. Ancient cultures, they lived in direct partnership with the land, the weather, the sun, the moon, the planets, with women's cycles front and centre as the embodiment of creation. And then on top of the natural seasons and cycles, we have our own rhythms. Humans, we have our own 24-hour biological clock, the one that directs our sleep-wake cycle, and it's called the circadian rhythm. Women additionally have got their own monthly menstrual cycle, which revolves on roughly a 28-29 day cycle just like the moon, and that's driven by hormones. As with all the other seasons and cycles, the menstrual cycle inherently also has its own four seasons. So its own, if you like, in a winter, spring, summer and autumn, and each one has its own different qualities, just like we do see in the natural seasons of the year. And so to live cyclically in this sense is also called menstrual cycle awareness. And this was a phrase coined by uh, the authors of Wild Power, which is a great book, by the way. If you haven't read that, I highly recommend it. And it's the practice of connecting with your own unique menstrual cycle to understand how your cycle changes within each of these four inner seasons, and then to learn to live in reverence with the qualities of your own inner four seasons, because everybody is different. 
And in the modern world, cyclical living does take conscious effort and a pretty dose of rule breaking. So where our workplaces don't honor it, we either struggle on during the low phases of our, the low energy phases of our cycles, or wonder why we don't have that feeling of being on fire, like super productive or just, you know, killing it all the time. And our creativity changes, productivity changes, our social skills change, playfulness, our ability to problem solve, our resilience, our charm, our ability to focus, our appetite, strength, ability to plan, make and do, and our capacity for attention to detail work as well. These all change across the menstrual cycle. And so when we have been raised in a capitalist culture, this patriarchal world, this modern masculine world that we live in, as women, we've just been taught to not, we've not even been connected to these, these cycles. It's just not something we've been taught about. And where we sort of feel like, you know, we, we have a sense of what's going on. We've been really actively all of our lives been taught to disown them, to ignore it, to override it, to override these changes. It's been shamed out of us. It's been completely suppressed. And so as a culture, we've completely forgotten what it means to live cyclically, cyclically, it's a real practice to reclaim that for ourselves. And it's so powerful. There are times when typically within our inner seasons and cycles that we can expect to experience these differing strengths and the challenges. So the highs and the lows, the good and the like the hard, that they can definitely differ from person to person. And that's why connecting to your own cycle claiming authority over your own body instead of going along with what you've been told is so bloody powerful. When you understand the rhythm of your own body, you're able to predict how your body and your energies and your cycle is going to change. And so you can learn to use those strengths effectively and also to support yourself to overcome those challenges that you expect to experience at certain times of your cycle, whether that be emotionally, physically, mentally, or spiritually. So if you know, for example, that, you know, you really struggle in your premenstrual phase, perhaps you get really strong in a critic, perhaps you get emotionally quite wobbly and tender, perhaps that's the time when you just want to jack it all in and quit whatever it is that you're doing. If you know that this comes up for you every single cycle, then you can really prepare yourself. So you can put in place maybe self-care practices. Maybe you can change the type of work that you're doing. Maybe you can call in some help. Maybe you can build an evidence bank to look at, to really, you know, immerse yourself in when this time comes to prove that, you know, you're not crap like your inner critic is trying to tell you, for example. So that just, that's just one example, you know, not everybody feels an, an, an inner critic at all. Some people feel it at different times of their cycle and it manifests differently for everybody. And it generally can be this pattern. So understanding these patterns can really support you, like I say, to move through your cycle with more ease, more grace, and to appreciate your body and what's going on rather than to fight against it, to hate on it and to suppress it. Because when we suppress our bodies and our cycles, they have a way of coming and grabbing our attention. And that might mean with more painful periods, it might mean that 
you know, we're forced to stop because, you know, we get really, really sick and like our body's just like, stop, you're not listening. It might mean that you have a massive blow up with your partner and you, you know, or your kids or (laughs) your friends, and you're just trying to create some space because you're not listening to your body. You're not honoring your body, which is, you know, at certain times of your cycle does ask you to be more inwards. Perhaps you're trying to be more outwards. Perhaps you're trying to do all the things. If this sounds like you, then I really invite you to um, stick with this podcast. Keep listening into future episodes because I'm going to be sharing so much knowledge to help you and, and practices as well that you can use to identify what comes up for you in your own cycle and how it changes and then how to really work with that to optimize the best out of it and to support yourself through the challenges, the struggles, the harder times that you experience knowing that it's different for everybody. It's said that the way we treat the earth mirrors how we treat the feminine essence that is the nurturer, the carer, the creation, creativity as well, and the earth being our second home after our bodies, which was our first home. And so the more that we can live cyclically, I say that every time, cyclically, in reverence of the natural seasons and cycles, the more we can understand how to live in sync with our cycle, and the more respect we create culturally for the feminine, for the cycles, the seasons, the earth, and the more that we're able to break the ancestral patterns that we've just inherited and we can pass something different, something better down to our children so that they are able to embrace positively without any shame and for it just to be really normal to live in this way. So I'd love to know what this introduction to cyclical living means to you. Is it something that you're currently aware of? Is it something that you have a real practice for? whether it's menstrual cycle or whether it's the the cycles and seasons of the year, whether there's anything that you, you know, you do at specific times of the year, maybe you really love to live in harmony with the moon and the moon cycles and that you have rituals or practices that you do at different times of the moon cycle. Perhaps it's the seasonal festivals in the year, uh, the wheel of the year. So whether that's something that you, you know, you come together every six weeks to really honor the earth as it moves through the, um, these, these changing, um, milestones in, in this wheel of the year, maybe it's more about honoring where you're at in your life cycle as well, as well as the rituals that you might have in the 24 hour clock. So do you have a morning ritual and a lunchtime ritual an evening ritual Um, and even if you don't relate to it and call it a ritual, is there just something that you do every single day at the same sort of time? You know, it, it can be as simple as brushing your teeth before you have, um, before you have breakfast or, you know, other people do it the other way around. It can be that you like to go for a walk after lunch. It might be that you, um, you know, on a certain day of the week that you love to do something with your family. These are all small gestures as part of a cyclical practice um you know gardening is such a great example because you know it's very literal it's very literal but we can also use that in terms of our creativity as well 
You can basically apply cyclical living and cycle awareness to all aspects of life, not just to your menstrual cycle. But you know, you can you can apply all of all of these aspects, like the things you do in your work, in your business, with your family, with your friends, in your social life, in your relationships, and your personal self-care practice as well. These can all be aligned to the different phases of your menstrual cycle if you have one or to the seasons or to the moon cycle if you don't have a menstrual cycle. And this is where it gets really juicy. And I'm going to bring much more to this on future episodes. So if you've loved this episode, keep listening in and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening in. If you're loving this podcast and you'd love to help me spread the wisdom shared, please leave a review or rating or share this with somebody who you think would love to listen in. I'm really passionate about creating ripples of change and getting this information to more women, girls and people with a cycle so that they can reclaim their cyclic natures too. And if you'd love to dive in deeper with learning more about how to connect with your cycle and rites of passages, come and join our free Wildflow Circle community or choose a course and learn with me on my online learning hub. All the links are in the show notes. And until next time, be well and go with the flow of your cyclic nature.